0: This podcast is brought to you as part of a series covering global student perspectives on the COVID-19 pandemic.
1: This podcast contains discussion of suicide. If you think that this might be disturbing or distressing for you, please skip this episode. Camille Walters. I'm going to be the host for today's interview. And today is a special episode because we're actually interviewing one of our own on the podcast team. So we're interviewing Manira today about what it's like being an international student in a time that's been affected by COVID. So Manira, do you wanna introduce yourself a little bit?
0: Hi everyone. I'm Manira Lagdawala. I'm a third year student, a member of the podcast team. <laughs> And I'm also an international student from Dubai and an aspiring Canadian. <laughs> mm-hmm. So
1: what sort of made you choose University of Waterloo from all the way over in Dubai?
0: It's one of the best universities in Canada. I was uh, looking at Canada as my potential pick based on universities. And the co-op program over here is great. I've uh, heard a lot of good things about it. And uh, I wanted a good work experience, so I picked Waterloo. And had you,
1: like, ever been to Canada before or anything? Or you just kind of went in
0: blind? Um, So I have my brother in Canada right now. And he came about four years ago to Canada as a student, too. So I basically know Canada through him before I came. So it was a pretty good uh, insight just as a new international student coming in. So like you said, you're in third year, so you had a bit of time to be
1: in school before we had all these shutdowns. So what is your
0: schooling like now? So right now it's uh, pretty much online. We don't have any labs this term, so there was no possibility of actually getting it, going uh, into university. Well, most of my other friends, they're, they're pretty much living in Waterloo. But they're also, you know, living in their own apartments and not going anywhere. So, yeah, that's my ecosystem right now. So you live with your brother, you were telling me. Yes. Um, we're living out in downtown Toronto, which has hit pretty badly with the COVID. Yeah. But I would say relatively it is pretty safe, considering there's like only two people living in an apartment. Where do you do
1: your schoolwork? Do you do it in your room? Do you have like a separate room? To How is that kind of set up? So
0: I'm currently living in a two-bedroom apartment. So I basically just study in my bedroom. Sometimes do end up going into the hall, which is like two feet apart. But it's a good change of space. Yeah. Apart from that, I just basically study from my apartment.
1: Um, and have you found that your quality of education has changed a bit? Of course, the format has changed. But do you think that you get different quality
0: of education? I would say. Yes for some courses and no for the others. Uh, I would say like in terms of electives, I actually prefer it being online and just because it's uh, way easier to just look back into the information rather than attending a class because it's basically more workload than the usual courses that we have. But in terms of like our core courses, I do miss having, you know, in-person contact with professors because it was much easier to just reach out on the spot. Right now with online, I do feel like at pressure because no one really unmutes themselves. So so just to ask a question is kind of daunting. And well, well, I would say the good part about it being online is that I can always look back to lectures. So if I miss something, I don't really miss it because I can always look back.
1: Have you found like certain like skills have sort of changed a bit?
0: I would say that I can listen to professors at a speed of two (laughs) and now if I listen to like any online lectures I feel so slow and it's it's like oh my god speed up. (laughs) Like you watch your YouTube videos (laughs) at like two times speed. (laughs) Yeah I've become so accustomed to like uh, professors rapping so it's really (laughs) hard to just hear them talk normally. I would say I think i double up that, just listening at a speed.
1: What sort of format are your exams in? Is it all like open book? Is it timed? Can you just do them at any time in like a
0: 24-hour period? So I've had like two online terms so far. The last online term, I would say the professors were much more lenient in how much time they gave us. Uh, We actually had two midterms that were 24 hours. The other ones were timed, but I didn't really have an issue with that because I think that the exam was pretty fair, but this term specifically, a lot of the professors are very strict with keeping it in like a three, less than a, actually our midterms were less than three hours. So yeah, we did have a time constraint a lot. And uh, in terms of it being open book, I think yeah, like a lot of our um, midterms are open book because just cause the the fact that there's no capacity to control if it wasn't open books, it's, it's rather, I guess it's easier for professors to say open book.
1: Yeah, so do you find that, like, maybe it's, like, harder than, like, the past
0: example exams they give you? Yeah, definitely. I think, I think the midterms are much tougher. I think that's something that's with, like, online teaching over a period of time rather than just online teaching. I think professors are learning that, you know, students have to be accountable and, if you're going to have an advantage of it being open book, then you're probably going to have the disadvantage of it being much harder. So, are you finding that you're productive at home? I would say that I am productive at times, but I've started doing this thing where I time myself using Pomo Focus. So, it's this website where it just like it times you for 25 minutes and it rings a bell every time you have those 25 minutes are over and it just Basically, it tells you, OK, now you deserve a break of five minutes. I guess I, I really like that reward system because like, I know that I worked for that period of time. And it gives you this graph that tells you how much you worked in the week and everything. So I guess that motivates me a lot. Staying on video call with like my uh, university friends for studying is so helpful. It creates like this library environment. And usually studying alone, you, you kind of lack accountability. You're just like, oh, you know, I have the entire day to do this. That's how I'm keeping myself on track, just being on video calls and just doing promo focus.
1: Yeah. So do you think that the
0: lack of structure has been good for you
1: or more detrimental for you? Like you don't have to be in class at a certain time every day.
0: I would say that it not being in person doesn't pressurize me to stay on schedule because I have the entire day. So it's a human tendency to just procrastinate until you have to do something. And that is putting me off track a bit. I, I do value classes that are in online in terms of like the professor has a particular time that it provides a lecture. Except for the 8.30 ones, cause it's too early. <laughs> I had
1: some friends that were in Vancouver. So like three hours early and we had classes at 8.30. So it's like, we have to get up at like 5.30.
0: Yes, yes, I yeah. One of my uh, group members actually is living in BC, so he's like always three hours behind, and it's it's pretty much um, just him not attending on, uh, morning lectures. Is there a part of online that you really like? Yes, I like that I have lectures always with me, so right. I can always look back to it. I don't have to have that pressure of always you know remembering every single thing the professor says on a particular day and noting that down. I just know that, okay, I know where this particular question is from. Um, I know what the professor said something about it. I don't really remember it, but I can always go back to the lecture to listen to it. so i I really like that about online lectures. So have you had a co-op during Covid yet? No, I haven't. Okay, okay. Do you have a co-op placement yet? Yes, yeah, I secured a job. And is it like remote? Uh, yes, it is remote. So they have told me that right now it's work from home. But as soon as COVID gets better, I will be reporting to to my job.
1: It kind of leaves you in a limbo
0: because it's like, am I supposed
1: to get a place to live in this place in the off chance that we have to go
0: back? Or like, Yes. So how do you stay connected with your friends? Just a lot of online calling either through Messenger or, I don't actually use Zoom that much, surprisingly, but I do use a lot of Teams because mm. most of our lectures also happen there. So I guess that's a we. Re- I think it's a really good platform just for video calling and just interacting with people. Yeah, I would say it's just a lot of phone calls is how I stay connected.
1: Uh, do you feel like you have to like make more of an effort? It's less easy when you don't see everyone every
0: day. Yeah, just being an introvert myself, I think I I like the liberty of ha- making phone calls because you can essentially control how much you talk to someone. <laughs> I, I know this is not relatable to everyone, but I I kind of like the fact that you know I can talk to someone for a certain period of time. I can reach anyone at any time. There's not extensive planning to go somewhere, but I think I am missing out in terms of just making plans. With my friends but I think it's like a very small inconvenience compared to what's happening outside.
1: So like you were mentioning that you're kind of missing out on like hanging out with your friends but was there anything else that you kind of feel like you've missed out on not being
0: on campus? Going to student design teams I think I miss that because uh, it requires a lot of teamwork and a co- coordination and I think in person is like much nicer it, it gets stuff done much faster. Right now there's like a lot of restrictions with like not getting access to labs and, you know, always working on projects like in terms of theoretical or research based rather than experimental based. I guess that's that's impacting and creating like breaks to anything that we're planning to do.
1: For a lab that I had, it was a power electronics lab and our lab was literally the TA going in and just like vlogging it essentially. And like we had to like watch the videos and like write down the like numbers and stuff and write lab reports just based on that. And I'm like, this can't be
0: right. Like, there has to be a better yeah. way. I was thinking, you know how we have simulations for video games. <laughs> if we had simulations for labs, that would be so nice. I know there's like uh, simulations for labs for like high school uh, experiments, but I know it much more costlier and much more time-consuming to create one for university-based labs. So I would say like one thing that's really nice is that you always you know you have a guarantee of getting data that's accurate <laughs> you don't have to deal with that stress of like getting data that's so deviated from the actual expectations <laughs> you're just like um, spending hours and hours just on labs so I guess that's like a nice thing it reduces the time that you spend in you know getting your data to be right.
1: So what sort of things are kind of worrying you the most these
0: days? Are you worried about COVID
1: or is it like maybe something else?
0: Well, I had pneumonia as a kid and I have asthma, but it's not major. Like it's pretty minor in terms of when I get asthma attacks, I have my puff. But it's scary for me because this whole, <laughs> you know, virus depends on your the health of your lungs. And for someone like me who who knows that like I have pretty uncooperative <laughs> lungs, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty hard. Uh, it's, it's scary because you never know, you know, like if you contracted what's going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I guess I, that's really scary for me. Just being immuno. I don't know if this is something that's immunocompromising, but... I would say it is a disadvantage if I contracted. One of the other things that's scary for international students is that we don't know where we stand um, in terms of getting the vaccine. So there's always this possibility where we might be not a priority and we don't know when we're going to get that, if it's covered under insurance. And it's one of the things that also worries me.
1: And are you worried at all about The state that COVID is, where your parents are, sort of right now,
0: or is it kind of all good over there? So I would say where my parents are, it's I think it's better. I think Dubai has a much better healthcare system, and I know there's like a lot of uh, recovery rates compared to death rates. They have that advantage, but I know how I have experienced the healthcare system here too, and it takes like eight hours just to go in an emergency section so i don't want to take that risk yeah yeah Neither i guess w- that's like
1: free healthcare for you yeah wait times are just too much was there any like other big differences you kind of noticed about canada whenever you first moved here other than uh, like it being freezing
0: <laughs> yes apart from the weather change uh, for in terms of people i would say people are much more humble and polite and caring here. They have this I know that that Canada is one of the I'm not sure the statistics but I know there's a lot of college graduates in Canada so there's like they're pretty much an educated population mm. so they're they're pretty aware about their surroundings and I guess that makes them have compassion and empathy. We live up to the stereotype <laughs> of being polite. Like, politeness is, like, a general rule, but living here for three years, I know that, I mean, obviously, not all Canadians are like that, but I just know that generally, there's, like, a more empathy. So, switching gears a bit, since COVID started, has your life plan that you had before kind of changed at all? No, I think I'm still on track with everything that I am planning. I don't have a a very concrete plan, but I have a general plan. So I know there's like a a lot of room for any changes. So I guess it doesn't deviate me from like whatever plan I have. So what do you
1: think political leaders should focus on more in terms of COVID? Or do you think that they're doing just fine?
0: To be honest, I kind of get why there's schools still open. But I also think having schools open is not a good idea right now. I know universities are closed, but just in terms of like schooling for our kids. I know parents are having a hard time finding time to take care of their kids. And like a lot of people are not fortunate to have babysitters. But at the same time, their kids, they don't understand how the, the adversity of this pandemic and there's no not much social distancing with kids. You can't like, you know, their kids, you can monitor them in every step. So they have a, like a probability of, you know, interacting more than like if you had just adults. So I, I, I kind of promote having decreased time as much as possible in school. I know sh- shutting down is not the answer, but just decrease the contact as much as possible. It's what I want politicians to do. I, I just don't think that it's working out in just closing businesses. It's not benefiting the business owners and, and people. there's just going to be more revolt. I feel like we're lucky in Canada that a lot of people get
1: the whole wearing a mask thing, social distancing. There's not a lot of people who are like fighting that that much. Like we might see in the States a little bit more promotion of like conspiracy theories surrounding that or whatever. Oh oh my god.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, living in downtown, you can you see those marches of anti-maskers and it's the The term anti-maskers itself is so like cringy and I mean like when you're living in downtown you're always bound to find them they're they're having those huge boards and like chanting something that doesn't make any <laughs> sense and you just try to stay away as much as possible from stupidity but apart from that I, th- I think like just the general population understands how this pandemic is like there there's bound to be like 20 to 24 of the population that's that's like crazy like in any country so it's yeah. it's pretty normal so I guess
1: it kind of connects but are you happy or satisfied with the way that the government has handled it I know that you were saying that you think that maybe schools should be shut down more but you know of course there's a the balance of like mental yes. health do you think that's been like an inch as
0: well I can't speak from the perspective of other students I would say that I'm pretty lucky to be living in an apartment with my brother but everyone doesn't really have that privilege of living with family and also being in a safe spot and also I'm not I'm not sure about the funding of other students like if they're getting relief as much as they should. As an international student, you're not bound to get that much relief. Like personally, I don't get that much relief. So I think they should probably look into that, providing students more safety, like in just getting their expenses, necessary expenses paid. But I might have to look into more of the facts. and just, you know, learning
1: how
0: (laughs) it should be changed. Just
1: more in general, do you feel like as an international student, just even before COVID and now, Mm -hmm. do you feel like the supported you in all the ways that you
0: need or do you feel like like the university could have done more to like help you out I would say for in terms of mental health I think the university still needs to improve I don't think it's acceptable to have meetings that are three months away that's not how you know people who are asking for help need it to be it's like they only ask for help when it becomes bad so, so to have that much wait times, it's not helping anyone either hire more people to be available to students or, I don't know, get a better way of reaching out students. I think a lot of mostly a lot of like newcomers, like freshmen, like I'm saying from personal experience, we're not aware of what help is available. I know that right now there's has been a lot of uh, I would say advocacy for mental health but I, I still think that the university can improve more in terms of just reaching out to students more especially in engineering I think yes it's, like it's like, it's pretty bad if you hear about suicides every year that's that's like there's no it's it's consistent in a very bad way you know yeah you don't want to see that kind of consistency from a university
1: I mean, for me, when I first came to university, I was away from home. I wasn't in another country, but I was not living at home. Class is hard. Couldn't find the time to eat. And I also felt like everyone else got what was going on, and I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like if you're an international student, like maybe this probably doesn't apply to you, but for someone else who maybe like English isn't their first language, they're not
0: super comfortable in English. It must be really really tough um, yeah I agree yeah I think that with just generally in my experience people are not bound to be that vulnerable with you they might be going through the same exact thing as you but you're just not going to know it it's just human tendency not to show your weakness but I hopefully like podcasts like this or just general help can help students realize that what they're going through is something that's actually pretty normal and I think there should be more support groups. With first years, we, we have TAs, but after that, the TAs don't, they're not much interactive with students. And I think that should be something that's consistent. Help yeah. should be available. Not every student is an A-plus student.
1: A lot of the people at Waterloo Engineering were the best in their class in high school. Mm-hmm. And not everyone can be the best in their class in university. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not used to it. And unfortunately, I think a lot of your self-esteem is tied to that. Yes, you know, you had like a bunch of extracurriculars in high school, and like you're like had a job, and like all this stuff. Balancing is like
0: really tough. Like I think when you're in student design teams, it's like you have another course, and you're 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 supposed to be willing to take that course, and so you end up having seven courses, which is like diabolical. Like you cannot like any functioning human is gonna have like a burnout unless like you're super smart, which is like a different story. That's like um there's always a couple in the class (laughs) especially in interviews when you're explaining to them you know your past co-ops and then your extracurriculars and they're like okay so apart from this what do you do i'm like i don't know i just live so do you have any like tips for preventing burnout that's a good question i think always taking time to to reflect back on your progress don't like just Keep in mind of your capacity. Not everyone's capacity is the same. So if you're getting like indications from your body that you are tired, you need to listen to your body. Your mind might be going through elsewhere, but you need to take that rest when required. And it's okay. I know I'm giving this message to myself in the past. <laughs> it's okay It's okay to take breaks. And, and weekends are meant to, for yourself. I know it's like everyone takes it as an opportunity to catch up. And I still do it. But if you're taking a break on the weekends, that is okay. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Yeah, so just take breaks when you need it. Like whether it's sleep or just socializing, anything that works for you.
1: And would you have any advice for someone who is, you know, an international student and they feel like culture shock
0: and then like all the stress of school and stuff, or maybe even like just feeling homesick? Well, I, I, I know that like in first year especially, you you're making new friends so you're the only people that you rely on are the friends you make in your class or your court or just like in your uh, dorm space and like in the holidays you end up being alone all the time and that can be really taxing so that's when like you're you get those like homesickness syndromes <laughs> and I think the way just dealing with it is like I, I, what I've seen is a lot of international students rely on other international students right So, like, if you can, like, there's always, like, so many communities in university for, like, having the same nationality, for people who have the same nationality. So, you can always, like, go there because you're bound to find people who are sharing the same experience as you. And that kind of gives you a a sort of a comfort. If you're lucky to have family friends, definitely spend time with them. Like, do not miss out on, like, especially first-year students to spend time with family friends because they can give you a lot of comfort, even if you don't know that. Yeah, that's how I would say to deal with that. And that's just how I've dealt with it. Just always, like, stay connected. You can always video call. Right now, like, video calling, it feels like you're just with them. I know, like, you can't, like, physically touch them. But, like, it's it gives you that sensation that that person's right there and you're not missing out.
1: So thank you, Manira, for uh, talking to me. It's really nice. So you're actually going to be hosting another one of these episodes, right?
0: Yes, I'll be interviewing my friend in California.
1: Cool, great. Okay, well, thank you so much.
0: Yes, thank you for having me. And this was a really nice conversation. I like the opportunity to give my input as an international student in Canada. So that was pretty nice.